Hi, this is Mom from Mother's Words of Wisdom. Hold on, say that again. Go ahead. I really believe that we are our own worst enemy by far. The thing is that the only person can get into our head and our mind is ourselves, right? No one, no one can get into your head. They can take physically hurt you. They can take your stuff away, but no one until you allow them can get to your head. But we do that to ourselves constantly, making stories, start taking off and going in left field. And the challenge is, and I did that this morning, it started just for 10 seconds, start something negative thought comes to my mind. And it's like, knock it off. It's a beautiful day. And I stop. And that was it. And it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Being the ability to find out your mind when it's taking off, wants to be negative, it's like, nope, you stay positive. And the other thing I find out is that our mind wants to constantly shift and take off, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very important that we use that thought process, bringing it back to mindfulness, right? When I'm walking on Stansbury with you guys, enjoying the roses, the white and the red roses, enjoying the overcast day and the beautiful trees and all of that. When I can do that, why the hell should I be sitting there and saying, I wonder what my husband is doing right now and did Upton move and you know all of that. Mm -hmm. When I can actually be present and enjoy this very specific moment than just taking off, you know? Uh, and it just makes it so much nicer. It just like allows you to, uh, enjoy the moment, enjoy the present, because you absolutely cannot change anything anyway. So right. you might want to as well be mindful and enjoy the present. How do you make that shift if like you think you got a lot to do or to think about or worry about? How do you, is it like an instantaneous shift? How do you make the shift? So that's a good point because I can't do it all the time. So what I do is write it down. I write down what I need to do um, typically, ideally, I like to do it the night before. And when I do that the night before, I schedule my day. For example, um, like I say, what time I want to exercise today, like it's on Tuesday night, Wednesday, I have a 9 to 10 o'clock class I want to go to. So I write 9 to 10 exercise. I want to cook dinner around 5 to 6. Uh, so I wake up at 7, I can work on this project, whatever. Um, and I want to make a phone call. So I, I write it down. When I write it down, it's actually piece of cake it really uh, so I do that then that allows me what by writing it down I'm not constantly thinking about oh my gosh I'm late for here because I can manage my time and control it right like for example a good example of it was this uh, past Friday we're having lunch but I had a appointment with uh, to get my hair done at 12 30 I want to see Mariam at 2 p.m. in the afternoon then I want to see Mother June so I made sure I don't have too many things on my plan allow for another 25%, 30% delay, right? So I'm not stiff, you know, stuck in too many things in there. And I just write it down the night before, then I know exactly what I need to do. So I don't have to be like, oh, I didn't do exercise today, or I didn't do this. It's like, nope, that was part of my plan, and this is what I'm going to do, you know? So that's interesting because actually that helps me too. Um, so what I started doing with my own business was on, I said on Monday, I'm going to do tasks. Tuesday I'll do marketing Wednesday I'll you know try to settle cases or whatever so when I started segmenting it like that 
So I noticed on Friday, I'm like, oh my God, I have all these tasks I have to do. But I'm like, well, Monday I'm doing tasks. So it kind of calmed me down a lot, actually, and didn't make me run and jump into doing tasks. Because there's always something to do and always getting behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I segmented it like that and realized I don't have to complete all my tasks, just mm-hmm. make sure I spend focus on Monday doing mm-hmm. my tasks, I think mm-hmm. that calmed me down a bit. Yeah. A lot, actually. Yeah. Actually, that's one of the questions we ask in management, you know, when we're interviewing someone is that how do you prioritize your task? How do you prioritize your work? And as human beings, we have a tendency of the small things. We want to take care of it, you know. Mm-hmm, right. So we take care of those and the big things. We want to write a report or big deal. We don't do it, right? So um, the analogy I heard, which is the best, is that think of it as a jar that you have with a bunch of ro- uh, big rocks and a small rocks and medium rocks. If you put all the little rocks in there, you never can fit the big rocks in there. So the challenge is that to put the big rocks first and then fill in the small rocks between it. And when you do that, then you can fit all of them in there. But when you, as we like to send the emails or call someone and take care of it, and then it's five o'clock, it's like, damn, I didn't finish that report. So what you need to do, again, I learned that in a management class. The first thing you need to find out, what's your best performance? Is it first thing in the morning? Is it right after lunch? Is it late in the evening? And like, for example, Bill Gates says, I work from, uh, I don't know, 10 o'clock at, at, at night to 4 in the morning or something. That's his best performance. For me, it's first thing in the morning when I'm fresh and all of that. So making sure you get your uh, the block that you need, the two-hour, three-hour block that you need to take care of the big things that I need. And then by 10 o'clock, my mind gets kind of slower, and then I can take care of a couple of emails or phone calls that I need to do. There are go exercise, you know. So being able to maximize my time based on my performance, what is my peak performance, you know, and to be able to do that. And uh, like, for example, uh, when I was working for the state, you know, taking care of the, uh, the mails or responding to mails, do that after lunch when your kind of your energy is low and all of that, take care of them. Yeah, because you don't really require to do a lot of brain work. But first thing in the morning, I would close the door, not let people bother me, and I would write a manual, a design manual for the, you know, um, my divisions or whatever I needed to do. Yeah, that's a good point too. And we, so, for like a week, we would wake up at like five in the morning or four in the morning, mm-hmm. and like, and that was pretty helpful. But it was just wasn't sustainable, sustainable to try to do that. Yeah. We had to go to sleep at like eight, know, eight or something like that. Uh, so what I, even my normal routine, what I was, what I've been doing is trying to do that. I try to do my big tasks in the beginning mm-hmm. and initially I was thinking, oh, but what if, uh, there's an emergency or something comes up, I need to check in with my team, make sure that everything's all good. But I realized like 95% of the time there's nothing and mm-hmm. the other 4% of the time if there is, it sort of resolves on its own mm-hmm. or figures it out or it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So it's not like a huge thing. I can set that block time from eight to 10 mm-hmm. to 1030 or whatever do those big tasks and then later go into everything else. Yeah, very important, very important. I know I heard in a management class that people have a tendency of to go to the higher up. Like, for example, perfect example of it was your uh, client that he's wondering about his parking ticket, you know, calling you. And if you let them do that, everybody wants to call you. So what I learned from it is that you assign somebody, you assign your assistant or whatever that, you know, from eight to 10, do not disturb or, you know, uh, uh, unless it's really urgent, 
go through that person, just that one person, your assistant, and she can make a determination that's urgent that needs Dustin's attention. She forwards that to you, but nobody will be disturbing you, say from seven to 10 or whatever. And she is the only one who makes a determination that, yeah, this is needs attention from you and sends it to you, but you would not get these random calls and emails and all of that. And the other thing is that, again, as part of your culture, is that uh, every day, every week, you can spend like half an hour talking to uh, everyone, like having a staff meeting. You know, what did we do this week? What's our goal next week? What are we going to do? What you're going to accomplish? And everybody can talk about five minutes. Is that this is what I want to accomplish? Make it accountable. You write it down, and somebody writes it down, sends the email to everyone. So Monday morning when they come, they know exactly what needs to get done. So they have that clear path right rather than coming to work it's like oh i don't want to be here let me get a cup of coffee let me talk about the game last night you know all of that you know exactly what needs to be done and then friday like you have a table and you have a task it's like okay did you guys accomplish that and why if not why not and did you exceed that you know so you kind of make it even a game or competition somebody exceeded you know their goal or somebody underperformed but just make it a fun things, you know, and you put a dollar in there and you can have a pizza or, you know, a game or whatever, whatever works for the team, you know, make it into a competition game, a clear path of where we're going, what we're doing. Um, I think it's really helpful as well to have a, like a, a conference call at the end of the week. Yeah, very so, nice. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and if you like this podcast, please give us a five-star review below.